You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. My voice cracked and you can't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> F- future, future John is grateful that he's not going to be here for Nick Fury, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, you're coming back next week, John. That's right. We're jumping in the car to get on that journey into mystery because this week we are talking about Generation X from 1996. Yeah, 1996. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and Ian, to talk about Generation X, I have the person that I originally talked about Generation X with, John. Hey, John. Hi, John. Hi, guys. That's right. At one point in time in in the first run of the Geeks Watch, John and I <laughs> did the MCU that could have been, and one of the movies that we decided to watch uh, was Generation X, the failed pilot, Fox pilot, for an X-Men live-action TV series. You know, I'm going to throw it out there. Still better than the last one we got. <laughs> New Mutants? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I will, mean, I will gonna, give you that. We're going to have to, <laughs> before New Mutants happens, if we get there, when we get there, we're going to have to discuss whether or not, like, which one's actually better. Because I, I haven't seen New Mutants. I was going to watch it, and then I got the list of all the movies that we're going to have to watch, and I was like, you know what? I'll make sure there's at least one surprise on this list for me. You're going to, so, you're going to save it. I like it. Yep. I'm going to save that. Um, I learned about a whole new, like sub team of the X-Men. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, are we just being edgy with the name? Nope. That's, that's the name of the sub team <laughs> straight out of the Maryland house. <laughs> like they don't even get to live at the main branch. It's like, no, go live in the other house. You guys suck. <laughs> like, no, this a generation X is like the continuation high school for the X-Men universe. You know, it's, it's not the <laughs> best and the brightest, uh, but gosh, darn it. Do they have potential? If they, they just try apply themselves. Yeah. They try <laughs> really hard. <laughs> I have, I have plenty of thoughts and feelings about the movie, but there's a couple other things we got to hit on first. You, y'all out there, you know the drill, all right? That's right. It goes, it, it goes, new news. <laughs> then it goes jokes for about a couple minutes, <laughs> and then we we talk about whatever the Marvel TV show is, which was great. And then we talk about the last like ten minutes of the actual episode. <laughs> talking about the movie that we need to talk about. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's, he's not wrong, folks. She, they, they're not wrong, folks. Okay, here we go. Uh, the one piece of news goes right into the last episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. They announced on Friday, as the episode dropped, 
that there is going to be a new Captain America movie, Captain America 4, and it is going to star Anthony Mackie as Captain America. Because in the episode, he takes on the full mantle of Captain America. Sam Wilson, fantastic suit. Before we get into talking about the episode, what do you expect from the movie? Um, I don't know who the bad guy is going to be, but I expect more commentary on like the on just the fact that he's a black Captain America. Mm-hmm. There's you- there's going to be that's going to be no matter how minor of a plot point, it's going to get addressed. Do either of you think that there's going to be three movies with Anthony Mackie as Captain America? Like we, the way we got three movies of uh, Steve Rogers. Yeah. And then we're going to get three movies of Bucky cap. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I wanted throughout the whole series to see the Bucky cap suit at one point, but we never got it. Um, maybe he, he'll get his own TV series to go be Bucky cap. Yep. Cause he, <laughs> cause that was the thing in, in the series. Uh, the, they, they changed the title from the Falcon and the winter soldier to captain America and the winter soldier. And I really felt like they should have changed. And I said this to John in the, in the geeks watch that, uh, earlier this week too, they should have changed his name too. Like he's not the winter soldier anymore. He's, He's now making amends for the things that he did as the Winter Soldier. So he should have been Sergeant Barnes. It should have been Captain America and Sergeant Barnes. Or if they wanted to keep with like aliases, could have been Captain America and the White Wolf. Yeah, they could he could have went or by the way. I just an, think that anything that he's been other They never than, built up the White Wolf name. Like we got no. it in the one Infinity War movie and like they referred to it a couple of times in this series, but like they never like made it a thing. So I just feel like that's, it wouldn't have been the best. Um, do you think that it's going to involve Sharon Carter as the bad guy? Uh, I think that, uh, you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sharon Carter is going to be involved and, uh, it's going to be the start of secret invasion. Oh, okay. That's where secret invasion. Well, yeah. Uh, Secret Invasion is probably going to start in the TV series Secret Invasion, but but we'll prob- like nah, that's that's the Secret Invasion, the TV show. It's a ruse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that I one's can- actually going to be Secret Wars. <laughs> just to make it easier for Ian. <laughs> yep, because I will not. <laughs> All right, so in the Secret Invasion TV show, when they started off the Secret Wars, I'm. I'm lost. I'm helpless. <laughs> there's, there's no help for me. Uh, the showrunner from the series, Malcolm Spellman, is going to go and write the ser- the movie. Uh, it's de- uh, Sebastian Stan will be returning as Bucky for the series. I don't know if they've put down if uh, Daniel Brohl is going to come back as Zemo or if... Um, Sharon, uh, Emily Van Camp's going to come back as Sharon or not. Just know that they are going to make this movie and hopefully we dive deeper into uh, Isaiah Bradley. 
I mean, didn't they kind of just like resolve that at the end of the the series here? They did. Like we we get a closure, but I de- I definitely feel like there is a a prelogue story that or a prologue story. Sorry, that uh, would be interesting to have if not have a prequel series altogether. Like you get someone to play the younger version of Isaiah Bradley, so that you can have the the in caps of you know he's telling the story to his grandson and his grandson eventually ends up needing to have a uh, blood transfusion which then he gives and he gets to have superpowers i would be down for a prequel series that takes place you know during like world war ii starting into like the korean war because i think he was mostly active like after world war ii from the sound of it it, it definitely it sounds like, yeah it definitely sounds like he was more active like probably in the korean war uh, or just before uh though in the comic book he was involved in world war ii it would have been more like side by side um yeah that would be interesting because you could still have bucky involved in flashbacks because you know he's basically ageless at this point with all the freezing and super soldiering and all of that and that would be kind of cool um just see the the whole I mean, it, it's going to be kind of a downer because you know how it's going to end just really, really horribly. But um, <laughs> it, it would still be cool to kind of see Isaiah Bradley in his prime and some of the crap that he would have had to have dealt with. True. At the very least, I want to see Isaiah Bradley kick Bucky's ass. <laughs> yeah, like there would be these stories of the Winter Soldier that comes in and, and just assassinates whoever, but he goes up against the uh, current captain america or isaiah bradley and gets his hand ass handed to him i'd be all for that just ah, my arm and that's the whole scene there we go but put that isaiah actually kept that arm like he kept the metal the the first metal how great would that be how great would that be and if instead of the the letters that he brought out to show sam from it was a great scene i'm not taking anything away from that scene about like they locked me up they didn't tell me anything about it they told everybody i was dead instead of that he was just like kept the arm <laughs> kick that guy's ass <laughs> damn right uh, i'd be all for it and it's just half of a metal arm just like every now and then you still get like a like electricity out the back Whenever Buck is like visiting him, like you just hear like a knocking from the other room, like it just starts to activate, kind of. <laughs> the arm is just like, "Can I go home?" Please. It's trying to crawl like the Iron Giant, putting himself back together. <laughs> tink, 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 tink. In actuality, there are just a lot of Bucky arms all all scattered around the world. They've all come together to make like a person out of arms, like. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board for that. I'll accept that. It goes by the name of Man of Arms. Either Man of Arms or Handyman. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is he has two. <laughs> he has two left hands. Oh, this is true. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about that final episode. Uh, any big surprises uh, for either one of you? Uh, I was surprised to see, um, like Captain Falcon. Yeah, really. I didn't expect him to go there in the show. I, I anticipated, I anticipated him being 
um, the new Cap, like mm-hmm. probably in the next movie, we were mm-hmm. going to get something about that. Um, but I didn't expect it to happen so soon and like that because it was kind of an awesome way to go about it. How did you feel about the suit? To me, I wasn't exactly happy with it. Um, I was not upset with it. Okay. I think it looked a little goofy at times. But, I mean, what suit hasn't looked goofy at some point throughout the MCU? Oh, this is... this. You're absolutely true. You're absolutely true. <laughs> uh, I just... To me, it was just ill-fitting, like, around his face. Like, it wasn't the right shape to me. And it. I just did not enjoy it as much as it I wanted to. It worked from memory out of Wakanda. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, maybe it was meant for Bucky, and he just kind of passed it on. It's like, uh, oh, this is for you, Sam. <laughs> I don't need wings. <laughs> no, I just fall to the ground and grab branches on, on my way down to see to break my fall. That was a glorious I think, scene. I love that. Uh, that was terrible. I got that on video. <laughs> no, um, I liked that aspect of this episode. If you look at the this last episode versus the first episode. Uh, their dynamic is completely different. They're like legitimately friends now and not just like a friend of a friend. True. Have you, have either one of you ever had that? Have you ever had that where you, you had to make friends with the other person that you were only a friends with because you had a mutual friend or you only knew because you were a mutual friend? I mean, that's how we started. That is how we started, John. (laughs) I thought about it as soon as uh, we started talking. That's the majority of friends that Sid and I share. Okay. I usually, like, if I'm making friends in, like, a... a, Yeah, in, like, a a creative space, Mm -hmm. usually they're they're Sydney's friends that I then become friends with. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I I believe that I met all all of you at the same time, so uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that I was any one particular person's friend first. I'll claim it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the handoff friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm the friend in the group usually, who's just like, "Hi, I guess we're friends now." <laughs> I'm sleeping over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell your mom I'm sleeping over and I don't like I I'll just make my own eggs. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I I will rate your fridge or like pantry for snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I will eat them cold. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What about you, John? Was there any big surprises in this episode for you? Yeah, I was surprised that they just flat out dispatched all of the super soldiers. This is true. Yeah. Or at least the the flag smashers. Flag smashers, yeah. Yeah. Uh I was so, honestly surprised by the quick resolve in character for uh John Walker. I just thought that the one good deed that he did was not enough to be like, okay, you're on the team now. You can you can come hang out with us. See, I feel like like I read that scene as he thought they were cool and they didn't know how to tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's the tag along friend. He's the yeah. <laughs> just all of a like, sudden, hey, he's we a did part it. Of the group. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we did it, and Buck and Sam look at each other and go, "We did it." <laughs> What's this we business? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Now you feel completely free to tell me I'm reading way too far into this one little thing. Okay. Do you think in the fight where uh, John Walker shows up and he has his homemade shield and all the superheroes are or the super soldiers are wailing on him and Carly goes and rips that parking <laughs> meter out of the ground? Do you think that's her like being the flag smasher? <laughs> I literally watched that ep- that scene and I was like, Ian's gonna be so happy. <laughs> This is like, this is exactly what they wanted. A seed like, where they do, use something as a mace. Do do you think that's it or am I am I am I wanting that too much? No, I think that's exactly what it was. Okay. It's like <laughs> I'm okay with that. It was it was someone else first. It wasn't Carly. Someone else ripped it out of the ground and then Carly picks it up and then it gets knocked out of her hands and then someone else jumps down there at Buck and and uh, uh, uses a like a girder, but yes, at one point, Carly. The concept has... of the mace was there. Yes, yes. <laughs> the concept of a bludgeoning tool was introduced. Because <laughs> this is exactly what you said. You said, "I want there to either be a mace, or does someone pick up a pole out of the ground and use it, swing it around like a mace?" Because that was the Flag Smasher's weapon. And yeah, it happened. Yeah. Also. If we're talking about costumes and stuff, I think that the U.S. agent suit is actually pretty sick. I like it, I, I but I've always liked the U.S. agent suit from the comic book. And honestly, I was right there with Walker when he was like, it, "It's it's good. It it's it's black. <laughs> it's exactly the same, <laughs> but it's black." And she's like, "Yeah, you just need to be a little different because things are going to get different here," which tells me that there is going to be like. Val is going things. Val is going to come through and like pick up all these people to be your dark avengers. Like you're going to have two teams. Hopefully you're going to get two teams out of this. You're going to get your dark avengers and you're going to get your thunderbolts. And yes, I know I'm bringing up thunderbolts again. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but dark avengers and thunderbolts in the next phase is going to be awesome. So, people at home let me know. You can holler at me either here on Twitch because we stream this. You can come say hey, or you can tweet at us. Um, <clears throat> should I make bingo cards? Should I make bingo cards and uh, put stuff like like thunderbolts and like me getting overly excited about something or threatening to fight somebody on them? Like, would would y'all play bingo? Can you <laughs> if I put it out there? Can you I do mean, that? Should, and then there make should be a drinking game. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> this comes out in the middle of the week. We don't want people screwing <laughs> up their next day of work. <laughs> can can you do that? Like throw it up in a in a fourth screen, like uh, on the Twitch, and then like every time one of us says the thing or does the thing, you can just mark it off and be like, "Here what, you go." But then what happens if we hit bingo? We all scream bingo. We go crazy like back in uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse Day when they said the secret word. Oh! <laughs> I'll get my grandma to sit in the background and yell out, "This is bullshit!" 
I was two numbers away. <laughs> two. I love that. <laughs> no, but so for real, out there, people at home, folks at home, other people in this weird space car with us. Um, would you play bingo if I made bingo cards? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> Case, I know you play bingo, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> future John, you'd play bingo, right? Sure, why not? Sure, future John just answered you in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, were, were either one of you like expecting a big cameo? I kind of was. Not that there really was a precedent for it because there wasn't one in WandaVision, was there? I expected Rhodey. Oh, okay. That's true. He was there at the beginning for that one brief scene and then never again. Wait, like what? Rhodey Rhodey? was was at the beginning of... Of the series, not like this episode, but like in episode one. I completely spaced that. Yeah, he was in the that it, like museum inauguration when he was turning into oh, shield. Yeah, that's right. He was. That's right. So they I had was, a guest star cameo appearance. It's just that was all they could afford, I guess. <laughs> no, like during the attack on New York, like I totally anticipated other heroes to show up because it's New York. Like Spider Man could have showed up and helped right? pull the thing up again. The car or well, he was in yeah, Italy. Like lots of things. He was in Italy, so... Oh, know. that's right. He was out there saving the world from Mysterio. Yeah, honestly, yeah. we do we ever really get a good idea of when this happens in the timeline? Because we know years. WandaVision happens a week after everybody comes back uh, from the snap. I think they said that this was a couple years. A mm, couple years seems far. I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the, the clearest indication of what that was, I think, is when they were at the bank trying to get the loan. And they talk a little bit more about the timeline right then and there, but I just don't remember that exact phrasing at this moment. So I mean, it would definitely have to be, it would have to be a couple months at the at the least because we have the the creation of the GRC, or I mean, the the GRC has already been created, so they're going to be, you know, have to organize that, and it's got to be with many different governments and stuff like that. So, according to according to Google. Uh-huh. And it's infinite wisdom. Um, it's an indeterminate amount of few months later. <laughs> I can accept that timeline. So that would <laughs> that would literally mean that would be during when he when Spider Man was in uh, Italy because it was a it was a few months later after after that. Mm-hmm. I think they say it was six months after the blip. Yeah, that, that would happens. make sense. So I, I can sense. see that happening because the people were gone with the blip for the the. F- couple of years right five years five years that's where i was getting the five <laughs> that's what it is you can't prove that i was wrong <laughs> <laughs> if mitch was just clearer with his questions you you know right it, you fine. know what this is on you mitch this is on you <laughs> <laughs> see the one that is going to be more difficult to track down the timeline for is going to be loki because a that, it's it's a parallel universe b it's already from like five years in the past and see, we have no idea where he went, how he ended up there, and what exactly he's going to be doing during that oh, time. So, Loki's going to go be a time cop, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He's, they're going to be like, "You're not going to mess stuff up." And he's like, "No, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to be a time cop now." No, it's like, All right, ti- you better be. 
It's Time Cop mixed with Blue Streak. Ooh, nice. I like that. <laughs> I I would love it if it was like Time Cop meets Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> but they have to have some way of keeping him in check, Ooh. so it's going to be a little bit of Suicide Squad, too, because they're going to put a bomb in his head. I want to also take it a step further, and I think Mitch will be behind this one. It should also be a mixture of Jet Li's The One. Ooh. Where Loki discovers that if he starts killing other Lokis, he gains the cumulative power, and it gets divided amongst the surviving Lokis. And then he wants to become the ultimate Loki. So that's when he hijacks the whole TVA. Yo, you're on to something, all right? Because <laughs> then... Uh, yeah! That was a hell of a wasted concept. That movie was awesome. <laughs> that movie was awesome. I, I love uh, the one. Yeah. It was... It, can, can we just take a second here and, and appreciate the fact that most Jet Li action movies are fantastic? Most of them are. I will give you that. That's a capital most. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are some standouts that were dumpster fires. <laughs> now, when you say you most, you are you including his entire like cinematog- uh, his uh, movie listing? Or... Are we speaking about his American releases? I, I would I would assume you would include his Chinese releases too, filmography. Yeah. Okay, because that definitely offsets the curve. But if we're dealing primarily <laughs> with his American releases, they're somewhat more hit than miss or miss than hit. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a bit, a bit more accurate. And then um, there was his video game that he put out. No, there was a Jet Li video game. There was one about one of his movies. Is that it got a it, video game adaptation? Was it Romeo Must Die? Like Lethal Weapon Four. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, I like Kiss of the Dragon a lot. I think that's a good good one of his American releases, if that's what you want to call it. No, it's uh, Jet Li Rise to Honor. Yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> I don't know that movie either. <laughs> I don't think that was based on a movie. I think that was just a straight up game that has his like license on it. I think, and he's the main character. Yeah, like, like Shaq Fu. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It has a five point eight on IGN. Out of out of what? Out of ten? Out of ten. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, Jet Li: Rise to Honor is a video game released in two thousand four for the PlayStation Two. The game features the likeness, voice acting, and motion capture work of martial artist actor Jet Li, and features martial artist uh, choreography by Corey Wen. Oh, okay. Motion capture. All right. Interesting. Uh, I know that a while ago when they were filming Loki, they did, there was a casting uh, announcement and a lot of people speculated that it was going, that the Mm -hmm. actress that they cast was going to be female Loki uh, or the female body of Loki. The the one one point in time when Loki took on a female body. I'm going to stop making predictions because I'm always wrong. (laughs) It's Mephisto. That's right. You always have to just guess Mephisto at some point now in all the TV series because obviously that's who um, Owen Wilson is playing, Mephisto. (laughs) Wow. You took part of my soul for your... your, That's a choice. I can't believe you do that, but all right. Okay, bud. (laughs) <laughs> uh all right 
if there's nothing else you want to say about Falcon and Lunar Soldier, let's go ahead and get on to Generation X. Last thing about Falcon and the Winter Soldier here. I'm so sorry, but it's important to point this out. Um, <clears throat> it was a lot of fun from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Zemo was actually a really fun character. Love him. And um, the the way that it ended uh, gave, gave me happy tears. I like that. I like yeah, that a with, lot. With, with Bucky showing up back at the dock where everybody's partying at the boat that's all fixed now. <laughs> And it's just a good time and they're friends and then everybody's happy because he's Captain America now and his whole speech to the politicians about like, you don't get it. Like it was like, hell yeah, there we go. I'm, I'm excited about, I'm happy about this. And then I say, Bradley's all like teary about it. Cause he's like, I told you not to do it, but you did it anyway. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> like, Ah, it was good. It was good. That's the last thing I had to say about that. If you haven't watched it, well, congratulations. You know how it goes. Um, and go watch it. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> John, was there any, any last bits that you wanted to add in there? Mm. No, I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can find further of uh, John and my thoughts of on the subject on the Geeks Watch. You can go back and listen to the last episode. Okay. Generation if you X. If haven't watched it, go watch it. Y- you should. From 1996, I mean, I want to say that for 1996, this is quite the diverse cast. Mm-hmm. Right? Am, my, I, am I wrong? Minus, minus white jubilee but that's neither here nor there i mean it's <clears throat> bad well. casting but it is it is <laughs> it is what it is which also john you recently talked about this actress in vhs gems uh, yes i was gonna bring that up yeah i kept watching i was, I was like, watching this and i'm like well, she <laughs> looks so familiar and i had to go look her up and i was like oh that's right she's in stay tuned yeah i was like why do I know her from somewhere also? Like, I'm obviously I've seen her before in this thing, but I didn't really recognize her right away. And I looked her up. But not only was she in Stay Tuned, she is what you could say a prolific TV actress. She has been in so many TV shows. She has. It's just like little bit parts. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, damn, like that is definitely what you would call a working actress. She's probably just constantly just auditioning for things and trying to get like, the next big thing, this you know, obviously they didn't turn out to be a breakout. <laughs> um, but just I'm impressed by just how much she actually just, you know, started for like the last thirty five years. Yeah. Uh and most recently I saw her in the documentary uh from Soleil Mu Fry, the Kid Ninety documentary, which is on Hulu. Uh she's specifically talking about her career as a child actress. Uh, we also have, so she plays the character of Jubil- Jubilee, or as stated in this, Jubilation Lee, uh, which is very, very similar to the like introduction to Jubilee that you get in the 90s animated series, which I thought was interesting. Playing the arcade. Yeah, playing the arcade. Which- Specifically Virtual Fighter. <laughs> That's right. I wonder if like Fox owned Virtua Fighter at that time. 
maybe because the other brands they talked about those specific brands like six different times <laughs> i think yeah i think we addressed that the first time around where it's like i i think we found out that they did have some kind of a licensing deal mm. where they would talk about those specifically um I don't remember much more about that, but it had to be some kind of cross-reference with, like, Sega or something. Uh, Cross-promotion. That's right. They were a Sega game. Um, you So, yeah, Ju- Jubilee is obviously a, a character from the comic books. Uh, please please say her whole name, Mitch. I'm sorry. Jubilation Lee is a character from Thank the you. comic books. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Arlie Hicks, or in this known as... What was her name? What was her uh, superhero name in this? It wasn't Skin. Skin was the Angelo. That yeah, the stretchy guy. Stretchy guy. Uh, uh, did she have one? I don't think all of them got a code buff. name or code. Wasn't word. she Buff? Yes, it was Buff. Yes. Yeah. So she just had like a like super strength and a uh, super speed, but she was made for this. TV series. Yeah, because they didn't really understand mutant powers, I'm guessing, for this creation of this story. I'm guessing the writer didn't have previous comic book experience. Yeah, probably not. Um, uh, Monet uh, or M. M. Yeah, or M. That is a character in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Mondo is a character, I believe, in the comic books. Kurt. Yes. His, his powers were different, though, right? No, his powers were the same, but the cool thing about Mondo there is that this Mondo is actually a clone, and the real one's a villain that like hangs out with Juggernaut. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because of the whole uh, connection to um, Black Tom Cassidy, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, who has that radiation eyes, uh, was also made for this TV show and obviously a kind of counterpart to Scott Summers Cyclops. However, this character Cyclops, (laughs) this character can actually take off his glasses. Yeah. I call them Guy Fieri clops because that frosted (laughs) hair was just awful, but very nineties. He's like Billy Idol Cyclops. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, uh, uh, we talked about skin. Skin is a character in the comic books, but not nearly what? is used. I I didn't know who Skin was in the comics, so I went and like looked them up. Oh my god, they're terrifying! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Now, is this version of Skin the same as the comics? Because I thought that the skin from the comics could also like make skin projectiles. Like he can throw like pieces of his skin in like the shape of like spikes or is that a completely different character there was there was spike there was a character called spike who can like pull like big ass splinters out of his arms yeah it was like quills from like a Mm -hmm. like like a uh what are those like a porcupine but they're but they're like beefy quills like they're like gonna they're like that big around kind of nonsense that he's just like ripping out of himself he was a character made for the uh uh x-men evolution 
TV series, I believe. That's who I must be thinking of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there is the other dude who can like push needles out of their skin. Oh, that um that was is it uh, I don't remember. I want to say it's something dumb like Quill or something <laughs> like that. But there or was like pincushion. There is the one like female character that can marrow she can throw like bone spikes oh, yeah, at yeah. people oh yeah and yeah. marrow is rad yeah i'm upset yeah. that i forgot about marrow um the, how'd you let me forget about marrow mitch uh, i'm sorry i i truly am yeah, so damn it <laughs> we also have fiona hughes as emma frost and jeremy ratchford as sean cassidy uh also emma frost is the white queen and sean cassidy is banshee uh then you have Matt no. Frewer as Russell Tretch. I don't know if that's a, Russell Tretch is a character in the comic books or not, but Matt Frewer <laughs> is been one of my favorite like character actors for the longest time, uh, and he can do just about anything. Like this is the same guy that was the father in Honey I Shrunk the Kids, if I remember correctly. Not not the Rick Moranis character, but the 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 next door neighbor father. So say. Uh- Put some respect on my boy Rick Moranis out there, but like, okay. Um, his character was made for this specifically. Okay. That, and that makes complete sense. And like, is, many times I'm watching, I'm as I'm watching this, I'm like, he's doing a great Jim Carrey. However, he was around before Jim Carrey. Like he was doing Max Hedrum long before Jim Carrey. So uh, yeah. I can't say that he was stealing it. I mean, I I think it's because of like how old I am. This movie came out when I was three. <laughs> I don't want to All hear right. that. <laughs> well, you're gonna, Mitch. <laughs> I I will point out the age difference between us when I can, just to drive that knife. Um, it hurts. <laughs> no, so like my my experience, my exposure to that kind of character is Jim Carrey's Riddler. Mm-hmm. It's it's exactly the same. Jim Carrey's cricket. And we, he he even but, does like some very Jim Carrey Riddler plot points in this movie. Yes, M- minus the fact that this dude is creepy and awful, whereas Jim Carrey's Riddler is goofy and insane and homicidal. Sure, but like he's not bad. So. <laughs> but, Batman you wouldn't Forever. suspect Stranger Danger. <laughs> Batman Forever did come out in 1995, one year before this. So maybe he did. Maybe they were like, hey, that's a good story point. Let's just steal that and let's get someone to play Jim Carrey's Riddler. Let's also take all of their surplus green neon and just stick it in random places. Oh, my goodness. Right. I want to talk about the set design, the choices for filming, the colors. All of it was just so like eye hurting like there is the scene when they're outside the prison where jubilation lee is and like they're talking to her mother and there's just this fuchsia wash over on them (laughs) and they're doing these dutch angles and i'm like this is hurting me to watch to look at with my eyeballs it's it's so much of that you know the the version of this movie i watched because i don't think this is like available to stream legitimately anywhere right now um so yes i watched a a rip of it on youtube 
and the audacity that the person who uploaded it had in the fact that they added the modern Marvel like uh, production logo to it with the whole comic book fluttering pages and all that. I couldn't believe they did that either. The audacity. The audacity. Did was anybody else? And I don't know if if this is the same version we watched all those years ago, John. But like the cursing, the cursing that yes, stopped was- me. She went. <laughs> she said, "Fuck that shit." And I was like, "Wait, what?" This Wait, is- she said it. Said it a couple of times. Yeah, Did, yeah. I, I, I only saw it. The I only picked up on it the one time, and I was like, "This is a thing that was on TV." They, she couldn't have said that. So what? No. It actually was not. So it turns out, because we talked about this the last time, oh, so many years ago. Uh-huh. Um, it turns out there were two versions. There was the American version and the European version. The European version had those naughty words thrown in there. They were edited out of the American. I don't uh, know why. Makes sense. I don't know why they felt the need to do any of that or why it was necessary or why just that one particular scene happens to have a couple of f-bombs and then nowhere else is there anything like that i mean why would the the director even think like yeah let's or the writer or the director be like this is going to be a thing on tv let's go ahead and throw and fuck that shit i'm guessing that was an ad lib by the actress and this was like close to the end of shooting she was just expressing how she really felt about the shoot i think she was like fuck that shit (laughs) so between that and the fact that um, that the the villain Russell Russell Thresh um, went like when he, we finally get him being like the bad guy because we know he's the bad guy the whole time, but like when they go to confront him and whatnot, he's out here saying some racist stuff <laughs> and like some like real not okay things. It's like yeah, I get you're the villain, but like damn, dude, like <laughs> like. <laughs> Like oh, okay, when like when he's talking to Angelo and doing the whole Vato yeah. voice. Yeah, that was pretty he's bad. He's doing that and a couple of the things he says to him, like choice, not okay, racist things. And it's like, what? I mean, it was, it was a different time, guys. It was the mid-90s. I mean, I don't... It was the mid-90s. It was all about bringing up race as a joke all the time. <laughs> yeah, especially anything Hispanic related. Um, there was a particular point I wanted to bring up about Emma Frost particularly. Um, I remember as I was watching this again this second time around or third, I don't even know how many times I've seen this. I've seen this too many times. That's the <laughs> yeah. only correct way to describe it. Um, but I kept thinking to myself, Emma Frost in this movie Looks like every '90s softcore porn actress that was on like Silk Stockings or yeah, like Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, I mean, she has that Shannon Tweed like look to I, her. I think that was the point. It definitely was because they're, they're trying to bring up that she's a vamp without the overt sexualness, I guess. <laughs> and like, because even um, even Jubilation Lee, uh, her mom was like, "Well, you want to send her to a school to learn how to be a stripper." <laughs> that was a good joke. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, that's Finola Hughes. And uh, I mean, you've definitely seen her in other things. But for a while, she was the voice of Lady Shiva in the Beware the Batman cartoon, which seems, you know, kind of odd. 
that's very whitewashing of a of a very <laughs> Asian character. <laughs> that's uh, neither here nor case there. Case in point, Jubilee. <laughs> I was case gonna point, say what <laughs> Jubilation Lee. <laughs> then what do we call Miss Jubilation Lee here? Um <clears throat> overall, I didn't hate this movie experience. But I think it's because I kept thinking like Oh, this just feels like like any given scene felt like it might have been cut from an X-Files episode. Just That's... from like the like the way that it's shot and like not like the lighting or anything, but like the angles they used. Yep. It all just felt like very like I felt like I knew where we were finally. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something that happened while I was alive. So this was like Speaking of, like, I, I'm pretty sure there's the scene with the scene where Russell is falling through that like wormhole looking thing. That is the exact same special effects they used for uh, our background special effect for uh, sliders, like of the, the <laughs> little vortex that they slide through. Uh, but this brings me back to uh, what we talked about last week, where getting a character to stretch their skin never looks good. <laughs> it will, it has never looked good on screen. And, uh, they did a lot of the same thing they did for the fantastic four movie that we talked about last week where they did the forced perspective of, Oh, now my hands all the way over there kind of thing. Uh, yeah. I liked the practical effects when they were like snapping his skin. <laughs> I, it was just when like Mondo right. gives him the purple nurple. Yeah, it was just like yeah. <laughs> it's like ah. uh, but it wasn't as bad as the Fantastic Four movie was. It really as far as like the stretching. I mean, like, obviously it they looked had like budget. they tried. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and the fact that like and this is very X Men, especially like third tier X Men to have a power like stretching skin and you still feel pain from it from like you get you get reed richards he doesn't experience pain when his arm stretches out super far but mondo or not mondo uh skin does like his was it sister niece whoever Mm like's holding on to his hand like just out of pure uh, amusement of like seeing him being pain like that was just sad. That was a dark scene, man. I That's was a like, very What's dark wrong with scene. that girl? <laughs> you know, you know who I want to see team up, and I want this in a movie. So I'll go ahead and put my "What do you want to see in the future?" Uh, I'll go ahead and put my answer down here right now. Um, put it on the bingo card. Yeah, <laughs> I I want to see. This involves getting the West Coast, or not the West Coast, the Great Lakes Avengers involved. But I want to see skin hang out with Mr. Immortal. Yes. Where they both just feel everything. (laughs) (laughs) So Skin's out here getting stretched out, and he's like, ah, you're killing me. And Mr. Immortal is like, please just kill me. (laughs) I mean, hey, technically Wolverine feels everything too. He just heals from it quickly, but it's... I I also feel like he's felt so much that he just pushes it off. It's like, yeah, it doesn't hurt anymore because... Yeah, he doesn't have nerves anymore. Yeah. No, they heal. They come back. <laughs> That's why he can't get circumcised. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I mean, he, not unless he got circumcised before his mutant power kicked in. 
I mean, it was the 1800s. I doubt it. You're right. You're right. Uh, okay. So yeah, the, the whole <laughs> point of the bad guy in this is to uh, travel in people's dreams, which apparently is an inherent ability in all mutants in general. But using uh, a device that was created by Emma Frost, um, not Cerebro, not Cerebro, uh, the the mutants are able to do it better or you know, more accurately. Uh, but he is using this to manipulate people, especially on the board uh of this company and then to get the guy the one guy that he's been talking to throughout most of the this, this series to walk off of a or jump out of a window like it's it's very much the same as the plot point of batman forever and the riddler right like to oh yeah jump into people's dreams or minds and and get the information out <laughs> And to use it as an advertising scheme. At least that's how he was pitching it. Yeah. Now, what is the career trajectory of that character? Because the movie starts with the cold open. He's about to perform surgery on what's clearly a mutant that happens to have like a claw hand. Yeah. And then Emma Frost just happens to come in and stops the, you know, involuntary manslaughter that's about to occur there. And he's like dressed all in medical gear. He looks like he's a surgeon about to do that, you know, basically a like a dissection. And then we see him working at an arcade. And so, he's just kind of watching over the subliminal messaging take hold of Jubilee and her powers go crazy and she basically starts bursting off her fingertips. And then we see him at that advertising like ad agency or whatever that was saying hey i can implant people's thoughts or uh, dreams with uh you know subliminal messaging to buy products and play more video games you should buy my product <laughs> you should fund my product so, uh, here's the trajectory i think i figured this out he was the top of his class through high school and he graduated graduated very well out of med school right mm-hmm. he gets a he gets a job not as a doctor, but as a research scientist, specifically around dreams. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, bet. He starts working with Emma Frost, and she's like, no, you cannot understand the secrets to my dream powers. And he's like, well, screw you. I'm going to figure it out. Wait, so wait. he goes and he... Why did Emma Frost become Russian? I don't know, because like, she needed an ominous accent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she just sounds like any milk toast like white lady. <laughs> but so he's like, "Well, fine." And he steals her research and builds the weird dream chair. And he's like, "Hold up, mutants got a whole pocket of dream juice just there in their brain, and I need that." So that's when we get the cold open of him just like getting ready to siler from heroes. This kid to get into his brain, and then that's when Frost shows up. That's when his career goes down the tubes, and he's like, "Well, what else can I do?" I'm just this, like, PhD with no research because I've been disgraced. I'll open an arcade. That's what I'm going to do because that's where I'll have enough space to store my cool dream chair. And then that's when he gets involved with uh, doing all his Riddlery things in the weirdly lit office, uh, <laughs> talking to talking to Bobby Boy over there about uh, how he can get people to play more Virtual Fighter. <laughs> Then 
he loses his body and that's how we come full circle because he goes to himself in the past and he's like hey what up you gotta do this thing and he's like <gasps> and that's it's just a it's just a, a it, it's cyclical there we go so in this movie where a a scientist travels through dreams uh teenagers have superpowers and there is a giant mansion in the middle of new york that uh only a few people live in and there are no people to keep up the grounds the most unbelievable thing in the whole movie is the fact that a corporation's board is going to be ethically sound and be like no we can't do that that's that's wrong he's he's trying to do a, a, a bad thing in in manipulating manipulating people's brains into buying our product because we all know for a fact they would have been like yes let's do this let's go ahead and start manipulating people's minds so that they'll buy our product it would have been like right now let's go <laughs> why are we still talking about it <laughs> Hello, come on. No, in the scene, they're like, we need to call the cops. We need to find somebody to tell tell this tell on about this guy because he just wants to do a bad thing. And I was just like, that's not believable <laughs> at all. And the fact that when he gets arrested, the cops come in and find him in this weird chair. And it's like, well, yank him out of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, none of them were like, "What if it's a bomb?" <laughs> and then he goes to minimum, se- like a minimum security, like psych ward. <laughs> like no one told them. Like he's trying to develop a way for people to, you know, manipulate people's brains. You probably would want to keep him away, keep him locked up real tight. Uh, right. You know that you know that big old glass chamber that you have sitting around for Magneto. Put him in that. <laughs> um uh uh the the eye uh, the blinking thing every time he blinked and they used that sound effect where it went whatever i was like why what is this supposed to be telling me like is that actually happening is that guy who's trying to feed him like hearing that too i would really be scared if i heard things every time someone blinked now the Foley artists got really bored. <laughs> He's like, "There's nothing like, we for me make to this do interesting. here." <laughs> so, you know, from the the uh, video game cabinet that the X Men exist in this world, like in yes. in a certain way, and I I believe that there's some place in the in the movie where someone's wearing like a Wolverine shirt or something like that. It's in that same scene, where are the other X Men throughout this whole thing? Well, the let me, let me pull it up here because Generation X don't live at the actual like institute. They live in like Maryland or something. Oh, like really? That. The funny thing is, is that's the same house mansion that they used for all the X Men movies. They also use it for Lex Luthor's house in in Smallville and uh, Oliver Queen's house in Arrow. So this house has been in a lot of uh, superhero things. Like it's even the same X Men house they use for Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So <clears throat> it says that Generation X consists of teenage mutants designed to reflect the cynicism and complexity of the series' namesake demographic. 
Unlike its predecessor, New Mutants, the team was not mentored by the X-Men founder, Charles Xavier, his New York estate, but by Banshee and former supervillainous Emma Frost at a splinter school in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I mean, that makes sense. It would be... That would be where uh, Emma Frost would decide to have her school. (laughs) 16 years after the original series had ended, a second volume debuted in 2017 as part of the Resurrection uh, with Jubilee mentoring the group. So um, she takes over eventually. That's kind of cool. But they all live at the newly built, the rebuilt Xavier Institute. So they don't they don't have to go to Massachusetts when Jubilee takes over. So uh, in the end, the our Generation X heroes all win through the power of friendship and mm-hmm. and trusting each other. What would you they like to work together? They learn to work together. What would you have liked to see in a in the, if the series had gone on as it was intended? Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you, Buff was the first one to get the cool new suit. So I would assume all of them were going to get a very colorful suit. I mean, maybe every once in a while have like an actual X-Men appear or something related to the to the comics would have been a little bit nicer. I mean, between 1996 and 1999, who would you have seen come in to play Xavier? I mean, I think the number one choice was always Sir Patrick Stewart. I mean that would have been went, went right into the movie in 2000, uh-huh. right? That would that would yeah. not have been a bad idea. It should have been perfect. Um it would have been cool to see other like fringe mutants. Ooh. I would yeah, I wouldn't you could see like the Morlocks. Ooh, yeah. 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 Black Black Tom Cassidy wouldn't have been a bad idea. Especially with the relation to uh Mondo. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely brought that up. Maybe um, some Nathaniel Essex in there, or at yes. least kind of as the background villain. That would have been a great idea. Could you imagine if Matt Furr was actually playing like Mister Sinister? This- <laughs> oh, I don't know if he has if he's sinister enough for that. But um, see, I thought he was kind of like a conglomeration of like arcade in a way and only because of the arcade references of mm-hmm. him trying to do the um, but also like I could have seen him become one of the later characters like maybe Modoc or something yeah I, didn't he do the voice of the leader in the Incredible Hulk like animated series I think he did I think he he's, did too he's, he's one of those that's just been in like so many different things Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know who I would have loved to see show up either in this movie or if it had gotten to continue? Who's that? Chamber. I would have loved to see Chamber. Like, I wanted, I can't wait to the day that we get to see Chamber in live action. Like, I can't imagine and, that actually happening, but I wouldn't mind uh, seeing it. That's who I want to see in the future of the MCU when we get the mutants. I want chamber they don't have to be a big character i just want to see them yeah you know and if it would have gone on to like three seasons we could have had a big crossover event with alpha flight alpha flight would have been cool i'm surprised we haven't gotten an alpha flight thing yet live action Hmm. true i mean puck just sounds like the perfect character to have 
in like live action. <laughs> yeah. It's just a short, squat, round little man. So what would be the action figure or action figure set that you would want to see that came out of this? It would be a Stretch Armstrong, but it's skin. It's skin. And every oh. time you stretched him, he, he screamed out in pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, he has a sound yeah. chip. <laughs> you you know, uh, do you remember the, like, uh, like the wrestler dolls that, like, if you hit them or if you pulled yes. them weird, they would scream? Uh-huh. It'd be like that. <laughs> yeah. I'd be all for that. I'd be all for that. You definitely... I mean, get... the... Go ahead, John. The obvious figure for me would be a buff figure who's basically just like a Barbie with really baggy clothing. And if you take it off, it's actually like a He-Man body. <laughs> I love I love that too, that the just because she's wearing baggy clothing that Mondo's like, nah, she's fat underneath all that. It's like, <laughs> really? You don't understand how clothing works? Like, that's interesting. <laughs> and the fact that they're like, nah, nah, there's no way she's that ripped. But like, what do you mean? There's no way that, that she's that ripped. Like, you know, you know, what, you're all that have superpowers. You know that, right? Uh, it's I just would, at the moment we kissed, my powers kicked on at their full capacity, but I didn't look. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't look. Uh, you know Shut what? Shut up. I would want. I want the mansion playset just so that you could take it to the other other toys because they <laughs> it belongs with the other other characters all as much too. Like I love that Green Arrow and Lex Luthor all living at the same house. And in, in all these iterations, the the house is the the carryover. It's the constant. It's 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 the 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 vortex point like for the, the, fixed it's point the nexus. In space. Yeah, it's the nexus <laughs> for all these things. This this is our lake house. <laughs> you brought the lake house in kudos for that obscure reference <laughs> now question um are you too familiar with the tv show mutant x i am familiar with it i never watched it but once again yeah not related to the x-men it's technically a marvel property it is but not related to the x-men I mean, but it's in the wheelhouse, and I think it ties into the New Mutants in a way. I, I don't think it does. At least the TV show didn't. Bless you. Might have, might have been. Thank you. Because they also had, didn't they had an actual character named Mutant X or something like that in the comic books, or maybe that's just X Man. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was Mutagen Man in the Ninja Turtles. I mean, they were all changed by mutagen, right? Yes. Uh, the, the What was it? The purple ooze, ooze green ooze? The ooze, yeah. Ooze. So why why bring up Mutant X? Just because that was the other show that was like this at the same time and you thought it yeah. was better? Yeah. Like, this I feel, came out. I feel like, like that was not a, a, a syndication show. It didn't have a proper home. It did not. No, I, I remember seeing it bouncing around a few places here and there. Um, and I just remember watching it and thinking, man, this is such a ripoff of the X-Men. Which, by the way, completely tangential, and nobody has brought this up at all. But I'm thinking, because uh, I, I put my little, I want to say, speculation hat on. We're going to get the X-Men eventually in the Marvel Universe, MCU. 
And we've had a version of the X-Men, the what I want to call the black leather uh, generation, mm-hmm. um, which started to make some strides into adding a little more color, particularly with like first class and actually becoming a bit more comic accurate. How awesome will it be if once the MCU finally debuts X-Men, it's a live action remake of the animated series? I mean, that'd be, be pretty down. great, but I'm kind of tired of that cast, or, or that sect Aww. of characters. Like, we've so then seen what s- would you see in the X-Men universe for MCU? Uh, how, how, many, how many characters do we get in this cast? Because, like... Let's go with seven. Seven? Seven? Yes, and that's including the mentor character. Okay. Give me Storm as the mentor. Okay. With Jubilee. <laughs> Jubilee. Yeah, with uh we have Pyro. Um give me Oh uh, I can never remember it's uh his name's Warren, is that Archangel? Mm-hmm. Yes. Angel okay, or Archangel. Yeah, so give give me one of those two. Um, cause yeah, then we've got actually no storm is a part of the team, but she's from, it's the like punk rock storm from when they're like the, you know who I'm talking about? Which is a future past one or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that one's badass. but then you make beast the, the mentor. Okay. And he's like the begrudging dad of the whole group. Cause he's like, please, please don't leave me with the kids. Please. Um, but then we get I have two more two more being Colossus and Quicksilver I kind of picked some like random ones to throw in there but if we're getting a whole new like a whole new like look at the X Men. That's the team I want. So I think since, that'd be real fun. since we can't have Quicksilver since he's dead in the MCU, can we throw in North Star instead, which gives you a a French Canadian uh, speedster? Mm, I guess. I mean, otherwise you're getting Ralph Boner. <laughs> Boner. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I would no, like. Uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, who's who's no, who's your team? Who's your team? Who's I team? would like them to go with like a astonishing X-Men from around the two early 2000s uh roster. So you'd have Kitty Pride as your your mentor, uh your uh headmistress of the school, Emma Frost, uh, Cyclops Beast, Colossus, but then the it's the it's the kid characters that are coming in that are are going to be the most important like those those other that other characters are going to be the background uh come in come in go, go out kind of characters kitty pride's going to be your main then you have and you get people like jay uh you get a lot of the the mutant academy kids at that point and it's just uh influx of of young mutants that's i think that's the storyline that i would want to go with because we've seen so, I, to me, we've seen so many stories with the quote-unquote first class and even all new, all exciting. 
all new, all different X Men. That's what it's called. So I, I want an oops all Cajun team. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Gambit is one. Yep. And then who else is in there? The four different versions of Gambit. <laughs> no, it's the same. It's exactly the same, but it's like. The the costume is like palette swap, like a video game. Yeah, it's if you push A to pick your your character instead of pushing B. Like I get it. Got it. Got it. What if what if instead of oops all Cajun, it's oops all Southern? So it's all the Guthries. We get we get Gambit, we get Rogue, we get (laughs) you get Cannonball, you get Husk, you get. Jaybird, Blob is he Southern? I don't think Blob is. I feel like he's con- like us, like Floridian. I feel reason. like he was <laughs> in uh, Wolverine X Men Origins Wolverine because they had uh, Kevin Durand play him, and he's Australian. I think. Oh, okay. The two was, Aussies. Yeah, it's just it was easier to make him do a kind of a Southern accent kind of thing. Makes he sense. might not be Australian. I, I might be. Uh, I might be remembering that wrong. He might just be. But he's just got a speech impediment. He just made fun of his disability. All right. So yeah. here's another. Here's another bingo square for you, Marvel. If you want to have a good series, get me in the writers' room. I don't have to write anything, but just let me pitch. Let me pitch because oops, all Southerners would X Men. Oops, all Southerners would sell people would read it if not for like the seriousness for just the goofy hijinks of being like that ain't soda that's coke that ain't coke that's soda like (laughs) i really feel like the cover of it has to have like uh xavier wearing captain crunch's helmet or hat like on the front of it (laughs) xavier just wearing a cowboy hat (laughs) oops all southerners (laughs) And his, his cool floaty wheelchair is just a horse now. <laughs> <laughs> and like Rogue's got like a sheaf of wheat like using as a toothpick. Like, hey. Oh, <sighs> all right. That'd be fantastic. That'd be perfect. I think that's where we're going to cut it for the night. Uh, <laughs> if they want to get more at you, John, where can people find you online? Uh, you can at me on Twitter. I am at Magic Bollocks, and uh, I, I'm i glad that you called me in for this one. I know I wasn't your first pick. I know I wasn't the best pick, but I'm like the Rudy of the podcast. I just come in at the end to save it. Clutch. Clutch. Uh, Ian, where can people find you online? So, hi. Uh, if you know where to find me online, congratulations, you already did it. Um, but if you don't, I'll tell you. It's not a secret. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Ianflux and uh, on Twitter at Ianflux12, Instagram at Ianflux. Um, yeah, so get at me. Uh, that is I A N F L U X on Twitter. That's I A N F L U X, the numbers one, two. And if you ask really nicely, Mitch will tell you where to find him on the internet as well. But you have to ask nicely. Oh, since you asked nicely. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia. G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. 
please rate and review us on whatever podcatcher you use to help spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast.